We acknowledge the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation where this podcast was produced. We pay respects to their elders, past and present, and extend this respect to the lands you're listening from. Sin Media and the Parliament of Victoria presents your questions answered in Unpack Parliament. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Unpack Parliament, a six-episode series all about what you want to know about Parliament of Victoria. To start us off, we're going to be exploring what a day in the life of an MP looks like. You're probably used to seeing MPs on the news or hearing them on the radio, but might be wondering who are they and what do they actually do? So an MP or Member of Parliament represents the people or constituents who live in their electoral district or region. Members of Parliament represent their constituents' interests and concerns in Parliament. Thanks for that definition. So now we know a bit more about what an MP is, let's find a bit more about what a day in their work life looks like. First MP we'll be hearing from is Jess Wilson. Jess Wilson was elected as the member for Q at the November 2022 Victorian state election. She also holds multiple shadow ministerial portfolios. While a minister is a government member chosen by the Premier to take on extra responsibilities, a shadow minister is a member of the opposition that has the important responsibility of closely examining the work of the government and individual ministers. Each minister or shadow minister is responsible for one or more policy areas known as portfolios. What does a typical day in your life look like on a sitting day? So sitting days can be really, really busy. Um, And so I get in very early. I get in around 7am and then I am part of uh, the team that meets to discuss question time for the day. So we meet quite early on in the day and talk about sort of different issues in the media uh, and what we think might be important to ask uh, the government during question time later in the day. And then depending on uh, what day it is, if it's a Tuesday, we'll then go into our party room meetings and that will happen for a couple of hours. And then the parliament on a Tuesday doesn't actually sit until 12pm. So usually there's a little bit of time in the morning to do some work, get ready for the day, think about what you're speaking on, pull together some notes. And then once the parliament starts, we go into the chamber, uh, we have the speaker come in and we have sort of the formal proceedings and then we kick off into various parts of the program. Uh, And so then throughout the day, you'll be in and out of the chamber, depending on whether you're speaking or you're supporting other colleagues. And then of course, everyone comes in at two o'clock for question time. That's the big showstopper for the day and where you see all the theatre. And then it commences into sort of 7, 7.30 at night time, whereby you're sort of in and out of the chamber again and having meetings. So they can be quite long days, but they go incredibly quickly because there's so many different things happening. When Parliament isn't sitting, what do your days look like? So I spend my time uh, in the community, so in the electorate of Kew, uh, and it will be going to meet with local community groups. So last Friday, I went with uh, met with a, a local senior citizens group um, and we did some activities, tried some line dancing, tried some Tai Chi. Um, and then, you know, you'll have other community meetings. You'll be meeting with constituents about different issues that might come up um, and that they might want your assistance or you to help advocate for. And then you sort of your day, um, whether it's a weekday or often on the weekends, you'll spend a lot of time as well going to local sporting groups. So yesterday I spent um, a fair bit of the day with local footy clubs. Um, and watching local teams. And it was great to see the, um, I'll give them a shout out, the under 14 and the under 12 um, Jets both have a win. The girls team it was great to see them uh, so strong on the field, on the on the ground. Um, and then I spent a lot of time as well talking to young people because we have 32 schools in the electorate of Kew. So I make a real priority to go and speak 
to as many as them I can, whether that's coming to the parliament and doing tours um, or going to them and talking about my role um, and letting them have an opportunity to ask me questions and raise their issues and concerns so I can take them back into the parliament. I think that it's one of those jobs, like many others, but one where you have to juggle a lot of different things throughout the day. So whether it's a sitting day, even though you'll be in the parliament, you'll still need to be connected to your electorate and making sure that you're speaking to local residents if they need to speak to you or talking to, to schools or community groups. Um, and so it's it's juggling a lot of different priorities and making sure that you're always available and accessible. That's something I'm really passionate about is that people can always reach me um, and if they've got an issue, they can raise that quickly and we can try and you know get on top of that as quickly as possible for them. This is your first term in Parliament. Is that what you expected? I think it is what I expected in terms of doing the the important community work. Um, and so that's been a really big focus and that has been sort of a, a quite a um, seamless transition from that campaign period because you're already doing so much of that. So I really enjoyed being able to do that as a local member. I think that the Parliament side of things you take a little bit longer to get used to. It's a very different experience being in the parliament um, and you sort of haven't ever had that sort of experience whereby you might need to speak on an issue or a procedural matter, you know, with only five minutes notice and jump up on your feet. And that takes time getting used to. And even just the sort of the traditions and the conventions of parliament um, takes a little while to get used to and not to mention actually working out how to get around the building, which can be a bit of a maze sometimes you can easily get lost. So there's there's lots of learning and you're doing a lot of learning on the job, but it's certainly, um, it's certainly a, a been a really exciting experience and one that I'm enjoying every single day. On that note, what has been your favourite experience at Parliament? I think what was a very special time and a special opportunity was to give your first speech. Uh, And your first speech is something that you only get to experience once. And everyone, all all the politicians, all the MPs come into the Parliament and you are heard in silence. You're heard in silence at no other point in time. In fact, when you're speaking, usually you're being um, a bit of heckling from the from the other side and people um, are sort of saying things to you and interjecting. Whereas in your first speech, you're heard in silence and you're given that respect. And it's an opportunity to talk about who you are, why you wanted to put up your hand, why you wanted to represent your local electorate and what you believe in and what you want to achieve in your time in the parliament, in in the time that you have um, in the term. And it was a very special experience because you have all of your colleagues there from um, all sides of the political divide, but also you have your friends and your family there that have been with you on the journey. So I think that's been a really special sort of moment in my first six months. What's really, really difficult sometimes is people will come to you with a concern or a problem or an issue and there's not necessarily any quick fix to that problem. You're not necessarily going to be able to fix it for them overnight. And I'm very conscious of the fact that I might not be able to fix every problem or solve every problem, but I'm there to be their advocate and their representative and to try and make sure that their voice is heard. So it can be difficult not being able to pull a lever and fix a problem. And so that that is a challenge is how do you make sure that you're always doing all that you can to represent someone, even though you might personally not be able to fix that issue quickly. You hold a number of shadow ministry portfolios. Can you tell us about those and what that role involves? 
So I'm the Shadow Minister for Finance, uh, the Shadow Minister for Home Ownership and Housing Affordability, and the Shadow Minister for Regulation and Economic Reform. And those responsibilities are to make sure that, uh, one, I'm holding the government to account. So in in, as the, the sort of title suggests, that you're a shadow um, to the minister and so the shadow to the assistant treasurer in my case, uh, to make sure that we're holding the government's decisions to a, account um, and that we're uh, ensuring that those decisions have proper scrutiny and also making sure uh, that we're working constructively with the government uh, where we can. And, you know, that's something that's often lost, I think, in the political process, is that most legislation goes through the part of parliament with bipartisan support. And while we might suggest slightly different ways to achieve it, or we might suggest that there should be some amendments to improve a process, at the end of the day, we actually agree on the outcome. How do you balance the needs of your constituents with the needs of your portfolios? Well, I have a very um, strong uh, mantra that first and foremost, you want to be the best local member of parliament that you can and represent your local community to the best of your ability. And so you need to make sure that that's always your focus. Um, but like any job, you're going to have different priorities. And so it's it's a matter of balancing that out, um, making sure that you're organised and that you've got a, um, a diary that uh, you can maximise time uh, in your electorate. But at the same time, the issues that I'm dealing with as a shadow minister are not uh, sort of separate from the issues of my local community. So the work that you do as a shadow minister doesn't happen in isolation of your local electorate. But then you want to make sure that you are meeting with um, different people to talk about the issues in your uh shadow ministries. You've obviously got to work through things with your colleagues in the um, shadow cabinet. And so that's really important as well. But that gives you a broader perspective of issues that are affecting Victorians and affecting your local community. So it's not an either or, it's just making sure that you sort of bring them together. And as I said, first and foremost, you want to be the best local member of parliament that you can. Thank you, Jess Wilson, MP, for joining us on Unpack Parliament. Next, we'll be speaking with Ryan Batchelor, Labor's state member for the Southern Metropolitan Region. He is also a member for many committees, including chair of the Select Committee on Victoria's Recreational Native Bird Hunting Arrangements. Could you give me a little bit of information about what a committee is? So committees are made up of members of parliament. Committees hold inquiries into particular issues and call for input from the wider community. Great, let's jump into the interview. So, Ryan, what does a typical day in your life look like um, on a sitting day? Typical day? Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I think my sitting, a typical sitting day for me starts in the mornings dropping my kids at school, um, usually pretty early, because we've got to be in and around the parliament from about nine o'clock when we get together with some of our colleagues, particularly I'm in the upper house, so I get together with the other members of the Labor upper house team to sort of talk through what's going to happen in a day. Um, and then we go into the parliament, the bells will ring, and we'll walk in uh, when the parliament starts. The, the start of the day is interesting these days because start of the parliamentary day, they have this tradition in the parliament of reading the Lord's Prayer um, to commence the proceedings of the chamber. There's a group of MPs now that... Um, in the Legislative Council, sort of hang outside the chamber until the recitation of the Lord's Prayer is over. Mm-hmm. And we kind of rush in for the acknowledgement of country. Um, and we do an acknowledgement of country. And then the day goes on and there'll be debates in the chamber. And then the rest of the day, we just have a series of meetings and then juggling kind of uh, what's going on in the chamber are the two big things we do during the day. And that goes on 
all day um, until it stops, and that can be at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, we'll see. When Parliament isn't sitting, what do your days look like? They're a lot more varied because there's so much other stuff that we have to do as members of Parliament. So generally, a couple of days of the week, I like to spend going out and visiting community groups, so uh, doing activities in the community, um, could be visiting a school, do a lot of school trips, uh, school visits, uh, could be uh, engaging with other community groups to sort of talk to them about the issues that are concerning to them. It could be groups of local residents who want to talk about uh, traffic in their local community. Often people want to show you things, and I think it's really good to see things with your own eyes and talk to people about the issues that are affecting them directly. So a couple of days a week we'll generally be out and about doing that kind of that kind of work. And then usually for me, at least one maybe two days a week I do parliamentary committee activity. So um, going to meetings, doing public hearings or reading reports or submissions to inquiries so we can think about questions we need to ask during our committee's public inquiries. People might not be aware of just how varied the things that we do are, both inside the parliament but also outside. So there's a lot that we do out in the community representing the government, um, at community events, uh, talking to constituents, people coming to the office asking questions about why the gas isn't working in their street, why the parking is the way it is, traffic lights, you name it. What has been your favourite experience as an MP to date? I think there was it was pretty special to be sworn in as a Member of Parliament. So it doesn't matter what happens in the next election, this will always have been the time that I got to spend as being a Member of Parliament. And that's an honour that very few people get. And I'm really privileged to have... Um, had that experience. So that, to me, was pretty special. What do you find most challenging? Time, like figuring out what to do with your time. is. There's so much to do. There's so many things you could be doing. Um, there are so many things that are important that need to be done and that you want to do. Figuring out how to not just manage your time, but figure out how to say yes to some things and the things that are important to say yes to. Also figuring out how to say no is really hard. Figuring out how to prioritise is really tricky um, because if I had my druthers, I'd do it all, but you can't. Um, and I think that's the most challenging part is trying to fit it all in and trying to fit it all in in a way that means I can still get home in a reasonable hour and have dinner with the kids um, and make sure that there is still time left on weekends for hanging out with my family um, because that's really important to me as well because I'm a human and I want to see my family as much as everyone else does um, but I want to do all of the other things that we have this wonderful privilege of being able to do as a member of parliament. On that um, we're going to touch on your committee work a little mm. bit so you're a member a deputy chair and a chair across four different committees yeah what does that involve? A lot of meetings um, so I've got I'm um, chairing the select committee, which is a special inquiry into the recreational hunting of native birds, which for those who probably think about it in more common is about duck hunting here in Victoria. So I'm chairing that inquiry. So that's probably the one that's at the moment occupying the most of my time. So I kind of run the committee meetings, decide what should be coming onto the agenda, talk to other members of the committee about what our public hearings look like, reading submissions that people have made. Um, and then the other committees that I'm on um, sort of participate in those inquiries. So um, we have public hearings um, where we invite members of the public to come and give evidence um, before the parliament. So you've got to think about the questions that you want to ask because people are taking up their time to come and um, sit for 
an hour or two and talk to the committee about the particular inquiry. It's a investigatory role. You're trying to figure out from the evidence that is being given to you what the right answer to the question on the terms of reference should be. And so, and usually you only get one chance to talk to people um, in a public hearing. So getting the questions right is really um, is really a challenging part of the job. And then soon we have to start pulling all that together in a report. And the parliament has a staff who work on these committees. So there's a secretariat with managers and research officers. So they'll do a lot of the work with us in terms of pulling together summaries of the evidence and, the, and draft reports. And then it's figuring out what we think the report should say, what the recommendations should be, because ultimately that's our job is to figure out what the recommendations of these various inquiries are so that um, we can give advice to the parliament and to the government about what the future direction of, of legislation and policy should be. How do you balance that demanding role with the role of representing your constituents, which I suppose is your kind of first and foremost Yeah, role? absolutely. You've got to find the time to do both. So you've got to carve out time in the diary to be in the electorate doing the constituent work. Mm. Um, but the committee work that I do and that we do is a part of the job of being a member of parliament. It's, it's one of the reasons why we get elected. Yes, it's a balance, but it's also... These are also issues that are of interest to our constituents. I feel that the committee work is an expression of the, the, the of the constituent concerns that come across um, my desk and our desk. Um, so I think it's just a, it, in one sense, it's just another way of of giving effect to what our constituents want. Um, at a more policy-based level rather than an individual. That was Ryan Batchelor there. You're listening to Unpack Parliament. Georgie Parcell is from the Animal Justice Party, which sits on the crossbench, meaning that she is from neither the government nor the opposition. We spoke to her at Parliament during a sitting week to ask her about her experience. What does a typical day in your life look like on a sitting day? Yeah, so I get asked this question a lot and... My response always is there isn't a typical day and that's something that I really love because, you know, one morning I'm recording a podcast with you all and, you know, other mornings I'm doing media or going to meetings and preparing to to speak for the day in Parliament. So literally every single day is different. I don't think I've had a day in this job where I haven't done something new and I love it. When Parliament isn't sitting, what do your days look like? Yeah, so they're pretty chaotic. I got elected. uh, It takes about three weeks for the results to come out for the upper house. I had to wait three weeks after the election, which was painful because I thought I was going to get elected, but you obviously don't want to celebrate or plan too soon. And from that moment, it has just been literally nonstop for six months. So um, my days when I'm not in parliament, I'm either at my electorate office, which is in Woodend, um, or I'm out somewhere in Northern Victoria, which is my electorate. However, I represent the largest electorate in the you know whole of the parliament. Uh, it's about half the state, Northern Victoria. It takes seven hours to drive across it. So I do a lot of travel and I obviously have to be strategic in planning my time. But I'm also very, very busy at the moment doing committee work. So I'm chair of the Economy and Infrastructure Committee, and we have a number of inquiries already going through us. In fact, we're full until 2025 with inquiries. I think that what a lot of people aren't aware of is that even though we're all MPs, not a single one of us works in the same way. Essentially, what you want to take up, um, who you want to talk to, the issues and campaigns you want to work on. And as an MP, you can really 
just never stop working. And it's something that I have to be really mindful of because I feel so lucky and privileged to be in this job, but I need to remind myself to not burn out. I think the other thing that people aren't aware of is, and it's something that I'm trying to change is we're just people, like we're normal people and we go out and do our normal people things. And that's what I try and do most days as well. Like I make sure I catch up with my friends that, you know, aren't political because it's really important and, you know, go for a run and do all the stuff that's really important to me because um, we can't make our entire lives doing this job. This is your first term in parliament. So far, is it what you've expected? Yes uh, and no. (laughs) So I spent the last four years working as a staffer. So I'm really lucky that I was new here as an MP, but I wasn't new here as a person in the building. And so I knew a lot of the people, I knew a lot of the MPs, I knew a lot of the chamber staff, and I was able to really hit the ground running because I knew parliamentary process, I knew how to write speeches, I did that a lot for my old boss, I worked for the first Animal Justice Party MP that got elected in Victoria, but it's still so different. Like I feel like nothing can prepare you to be the the person and the face of something. And I am, this is something that always shocks people, but I'm a massive introvert and uh, it's very overwhelming for me to sort of be everywhere, you know, see my face on TV, to see myself speaking in the chamber. So for me, what I didn't expect was uh, how much I would have to self-develop in the sense of, um, the speaking work and the public engagement because I was very good at the behind the scenes stuff and the staffing work, which is a real advantage, but learning to be uh, the person has not been what I expected and I'm still working on it every day. I've had a few really great experiences uh, since I got elected. One thing that I really love as the youngest woman in the Victorian parliament is that I do a lot of youth engagement. So just last week I went and spoke at Hopper's Crossing Secondary College about their bill for the youth parliament and uh, they have a bill on animal welfare, which is why they wanted to speak to me. And it's meeting the people that follow the work that I'm doing and are suddenly engaged in politics, seeing the people that that impacts that uh, are now engaged and curious about politics has been one of my favorite things and I have a lot of young people come up to me on the street that recognize me which has been really lovely the other night I was out for dinner and drinks with some friends and I had two uh young women come up to me they're both 18 and they said we follow you on TikTok we love the work that you're doing and I think that's really really cool because um politics affects everyone but a lot of people don't engage with it and it's so important that we do and I'm hoping that I can bring more people in by making politics more accessible and transparent. You've touched on this next question, but what do you find challenging? Yeah, so the workload is something that I find hugely challenging because representing a constituency that's different than most, I obviously have the electorate of Northern Victoria and I spend a lot of time working on sort of local issues, but also representing animals. Um, There's basically like a group or an organisation or a campaign for every single species of animal to ever exist. And so I get pulled from a lot of directions from people who want my assistance and I'm the only Animal Justice Party MP. A lot of the minor parties have a number of MPs. So I'm doing all the work on my own. I have have great staff. So I find that very challenging, um, managing the workload and making sure that I'm taking time out because it's so important if you want to do the distance in this job. You're the youngest woman in parliament. How old are you? I'm 30, which I actually think is, you know, I'm excited to be the youngest woman, but I desperately want to see someone younger than me in here. Like I don't know how much longer I can call myself young. (laughs) 
<laughs> and does this place extra responsibility or attract different requests of your time because of this? Yes, absolutely. So I mentioned before I do a lot of youth engagement and a lot of women's engagement, which is very cool. Uh, so something that I am doing soon is I'm speaking to the new cohort of the Pathways to Politics program for women, and I'm a graduate of that program myself. It's run through Melbourne University. I um, speak at schools, like I mentioned earlier. I get uh, invited along to sort of a lot of um different things that probably have more of a focus on who I am as a person and what I bring to politics that they might not have ordinarily had a politician at. So I'm also heavily tattooed. I often get, you know, asked along to um, to gigs, like gigs with musicians. And, you know, it's been really cool. Like some of my favourite bands that I never thought I would interact with before in my life who follow my work will invite me along to their shows and want to have me there. And um, so it's sort of like half work, you know, half fun, which is one of the best things about this job. Like you get some really, really cool experiences, but I also do heaps of media. Media takes up so much of my time. So uh, a lot of sort of TV appearances or photo shoots um, for, you know, newspapers or magazines. And uh, that is um, a huge part of the job, but I love it because it helps me promote the work that I'm doing as well. That was Georgie Parcell, MP. Before that, we heard from Jess Wilson and Ryan Batchelor about what their days look like. There's definitely a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. Definitely. It's wonderful to find out more. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Unpack Parliament. We've got episodes coming about Victorian Parliament for the next five weeks. You can also find updates on the Parliament of Victoria website. A huge thank you to Jess Wilson, Ryan Batchelor and Georgie Parcell for speaking with us. This episode of Unpack Parliament was written, performed and produced by Abir Fratima, Dylan McBurney, Nicole Yaneza Singh, and Stella Thompson.